Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show, Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a big fan of the internet cooking show, Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we are going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 232, baby! 232. Man, I bet someone in Major League Baseball has that batting average right now. What do you think? <laughs> I think we're going to find out shortly. Uh, I sure hope so. How are you, James? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Johnny. I uh, can't really complain. Uh, it is late and it's Tuesday um, for the listener at home. Yeah. Um, listener, imagine it's evening. It might be daytime for you, but that's the beauty of podcasts <laughs> is that you have to imagine what time of day it is when the people who record it tell you. <laughs> How are you, bud? That was a good sentence. That uh, was. I'm doing well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing very well. I am wearing a tank top. You uh, are. And I was just going to say, for the listener at home, Johnny's wearing a tank top. But it is the color. Um, because of its color, which is a neon green, you, and I can only see from your nipples up, you and your current hairstyle and your mustache, you look like Borat wearing that bathing suit. Uh, that, oh. <laughs> and I haven't seen you stand up. So I can't rule out that you are not wearing that bathing suit. So listeners, Johnny is in fact wearing the Borat bathing suit right now. Wait, you want me to do my Borat impression the rest of the episode? Okay, <laughs> fine. Do you want to introduce our guest? <laughs> I, I sure do. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Joe Strix. No, no, no. Let's just have a whole episode where Johnny does Borat voice. You get, I'll sit this one out. <laughs> if it's possible for us to lose more listeners, this is the way. This is how we kill off our our loyal our loyal listeners who have put up with 232 All right. episodes. All right. I and this will, is how we finally smother them with the pillow. I will also face. do a Borat voice. And- <laughs> All right, wait, hang on now. My hang name now we're getting a bat. is Borat. Sorry, I, I, sometimes I get my crystal. Oh, thank you for being here. <laughs> sometimes, I'm Italian now. So, sometimes I get my Borat and my Christopher Walken mixed up. Thank you for <laughs> Kazakhstan. Thank you for Kazakhstan. Thank you for Kazakhstan. <laughs> what sort of post-comedy? Okay, this is Christopher Walken if he was Borat. <laughs> I tried to tell some friends this weekend about, do you remember the chaotic bit that we did last week about if we were in Katz's Deli and we were all looking at the camera saying, we'll have what we're having? (laughs) Yeah, sure I tried to explain to someone how we got there and I was completely at a loss. I'm like, I don't know how it happened. I think it's an easy enough thing. It's sort of if Katz was a hall of mirrors (laughs) and eventually everyone would be trying to do when Harry met Sally and start to get confused about which pronouns to use in that scene and, and to whom they were referring. Yeah, and then eventually it leads to we'll have what we're having. We high-five and then the scene <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that, that's how most bits go, Johnny. To be honest, it's like I get to the end of them and I wake up and it's like a fever dream <laughs> and I don't exactly know how I got yeah. there. Yeah, you might as well try to explain what's Tater's precious. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Joey, do we have a batting average for 232? Yeah, thank you. We don't have a batting average or a home run amount. It literally goes from 231 Jimmy Rollins to 233 Cliff Floyd. But I don't... Nobody nobody in the history of baseball has a career batting average of 232. Oh, I don't know about batting average. I just know about home runs. <laughs> 
I would what say I'll say this here? in sometime this season, one of or all of George Springer, Eugenio Suarez, and Mookie Betts will all have hit 232 home runs. That will happen. Okay, there but, we go. But the whole point of this is batting average. Yeah, no, for you, you guys, for average. me, it became about home runs. <laughs> <laughs> Joe zagged with it. Yeah. Uh, I do have, don't worry, I will feed you, baby birds. Uh, I did look up the significance of the number 232, just for your information. So, to, uh, Like in astrology? The significance of this number 232 is a powerful message from the divine realm. It encourages us to stay on the right path and strive for the right balance in our lives. It is a reminder to follow our true desires and use our free will to make a positive change in order to achieve success. So, what is, what Which is divine source? realm? <laughs> Hold up, uh, James. Like I'm gonna the answer, Jesus divine realm. James, I'm gonna or answer like your question the first. Divine realm? It's more or like it, the Mordor divine realm. It's Mormon. Johnny, what was your question? Oh, what's your source? Um, Sarahscoop.com. <laughs> oh, great. So now oh, we're... I think I made a mac and cheese recipe from there. <laughs> uh, great. I literally just looked up 232 angel number. No, sorry, I didn't look this up. I looked up significance of the number 232. The top result is 232 angel number meaning and twin flame symbolism. So. What oh, I'm perfect. choosing... Jamie, throw that on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, because th- if you play back what I just read about the number 232, if you really want to make a quick buck in the numerology game, I bet you could just say that paragraph for any number that you got. Joe, all we wanted to know was who had a career batting average of <laughs> 232. <laughs> all right, all right. You want that? Talk amongst yourselves. No, it's too late! It's too late! Food adventures. Who's got them? What happened? Well, uh, I ate a salad tonight while wearing Borat's bathing suit. So, <laughs> was it? Would you call it a huge nutritious salad? <laughs> yeah, it was a huge nutritious. <laughs> Carlos Pena, career stats: two thirty-two batting average. Former Tigers, go. great. Um, One of the I few. ate and drank like a maniac this weekend. Nice. Emily had some friends in town uh, from. Uh, well, they've been known each other since, I think, like high school or elementary school, but they were friends in college. It doesn't matter. They were here <laughs> for the weekend. There's a phenomenon. Do you have this experience when people come and visit? On the one hand, it's great that people want to come to New York City, and New York City is an exciting place to visit. But I am so tired by the end of it because it is their vacation, and mm-hmm. it's just my weekend. Yes. yes. Every time. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It used to be right. different when I was, uh, I'm going to say, mid to like 25 to 28 different now if someone were to to come to where i live from where they live and ask me to like give them you know a vegas-esque weekend i would simply tell them to fuck off i could not do it (laughs) yeah right yeah i i'm transitioning into a period of life uh and i've 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 fully transitioned i've been here for a few years i james is trans confirmed yeah i would love my ideal friend visit weekend is um, either I go to my friend's house uh, in a distant land, or they come and visit me, and we just sit on the couch and watch TV for twelve hours. Perfect. What more do you like, need? Like, what's wrong with that? You remember when you used to do that with your friends? Yeah. And now there's all this pressure to go before, see and do stuff. Yeah, before you had money and access and the ability to do anything. Right. What, Take me back to that. What's well, like you? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Johnny. Oh, just you think your friends would come to New York City and visit and be happy about that? You think they'd love no, that? No, <laughs> I know they wouldn't. I'm saying I would be happy. That's my <laughs> ideal friend visit. But also, right. I don't na- care. Johnny, you should know this as my friend. I don't care about my friends. Okay? Yeah. They're- no, that's true. <laughs> and also now, John, they're not visiting New York City. They're visiting New Jersey. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah you like, don't listen, even live here. Yeah, there's no way we could possibly go to New York City <laughs> from here. So it looks like we just got to sit on the couch for 12 hours. Yep. Oh, it'd be like a 30 minute train ride, but no can do. Mm. Nah. Um, okay, all that to say is they were in town and we ate and drank very good. Uh, we went to. Uh, there's a new place in Park Slope that does uh, Spanish food that we went to. That was great. Uh, a lot of really good stuff. Food from Spain. Uh, tapas? Yeah. <laughs> España. A lot of tapas, yeah. A lot of croquettes and all types of stuff. Some paella. But the thing that really stood out, we had uh, these tinned mussels. They were smoked. They were really, really good. I had never had a mussel like that before, and they were delicious. Are you saying are you saying tinned like an Irishman would say thinned? Yes, that's exactly right. Nice. Uh, and then we also went to a place in the West Village called Bird Dog that uh, has really good Those are two incongruous yeah. animals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like they named it their restaurant a whimsical thing. <laughs> uh, and what was, uh, the, what was the hit there? Uh, the, they had a pasta course. There were four of us. They brought out six different pastas, and we tried a bunch of different pastas, and they were all fantastic. I believe it would be pasta. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, and then for mains, they had like a fried chicken that was really good. Overall, it was just a really good meal, but it was so much food. I was so full. Yeah. And then on Saturday, we went to a Mets game and then also went to Flushing and ate a lot of Chinese food again. So, yeah, a lot of good food from That's this weekend, but si- I don't think I need to eat for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can go into hibernation if you want. Johnny, were these were these late nights as well or were they just like – or were these – uh, late? No, not extremely. I mean, we were doing stuff all day, so we were like out all day, mm-hmm. and then by the time it got to, I mean, mid- I midnightish. Asked that, I asked yeah. that because the friend visit is also now has become the time when I re remember that New York is open until four a.m. Yeah, and it's it's those times when I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm gonna be out till four, aren't yep. I? And then you are, and then it's just like, oh god, this is a, this is a nightmare. You're so far <laughs> yeah, from no. bed. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that late. Like it was. They're in, they're thirty years old as well, and so like we were we were in bed by midnight. One. Everyone just night. wants to Perfect. go home and sit and change clothes. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, any food adventures on your end? Um, nothing crazy. Um, we've been we're just got a lot coming up, so we really weren't going out. Uh, last week I did. Uh, went home to my parents for Father's Day, and my. <laughs> My dad was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put the stuff on the grill. He's like, do you want help? And then I helped so much that I just kicked him off the grill. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not doing that. No, Done. no, don't do that. No, don't do that. You know what? Just go. Just get out of here. And I just took over. And, Weaponized and incompetence. It was, yeah, it was just it was just um, some fillets and some chicken. And I was like, he was explaining what he was going to do. And I was like, you cannot do that. That's too long. <laughs> That's over. And and then, and then I just took everything out of his hands. What is it about and, old men and burning things to a crisp? <laughs> yeah, just he was talking about he was talking about five minutes per side on these fillets that were like super thin. I was like, you're out of your mind. No, I don't like That's, that. I love that their, your relationship with your dad is the same as everyone else's, <laughs> which is yeah, yelling at him and telling they're doing things wrong. Yeah, well, don't do things wrong. Right. I won't yell at you. <laughs> well, I don't care how they did it in the Dust Bowl, but we do things different now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny, we were... I wouldn't have done that to you because I know you would have cooked the steak correctly. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that, me- that actually means a lot to me. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> we, were in the, we were in the park yesterday, Joey, me, and uh, some of the other friends who live in New York City still. And uh, uh, <laughs> that was fun for me. We were talking about your love of the Bill Simmons podcast with friend of the podcast, Casey McGowan, who also likes it. Uh, 
And he was the he's the one part that he said. He's like, I can't believe that James likes Ryan Rosillo. Although I can, because they both treat everything like they're absolutely correct all the time. That's <laughs> not true. A, see, no, see, that's how I know funny. you don't listen to the Ryan Rosillo podcast, okay? Because real Ryan heads would understand. Ugh. No, he Ryan is. He's no. He's objectively no. First of all, I don't like the Bill Simmons podcast. I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. I listen to every. <laughs> I listen to he every single it. word of the Bill Simmons podcast, but I don't like the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, it was a fun time at the park. By the way, we had a lovely little park hang. We need to do at least two more park hangs before Joey moves. Ideally, three. Yes, I'm way in. Speaking Fourth of, of July that, weekend, we should get out there. Yes. Speaking of that park hang, uh, that park hang was after I went on a little food adventure myself. Uh, went to aforementioned Cat's Deli with a friend and former guest on Elian and his girlfriend and mine wife. Borat, uh, and uh, ate just a just a true mess of food. Uh, it was the only thing that I ate yesterday, which is important had, because it was. Had so you much. been to Katz's before? The only other time that I went, I was too drunk and too poor, so I just got two five dollar hot dogs. So it was, I wouldn't consider it a true Katz experience. Oh, so yeah, so you hadn't had the pastrami sandwich or any, or no, any of that. No, the pastrami stuff. is out of this world. It's crazy. Uh, it's really great. good. We had that. We had matzo ball soup. We got. Uh, a knish, we got latkes, we got a hot dog, we got blintzes. Uh Yeah, it was a lot of food. I didn't know that you were prepared to spend $1,000 at a restaurant, but, <laughs> but it sounds like you did. I hate their system. Change it. It's stupid. Oh, it's really bad. It's, that place is a nightmare. Truly a nightmare. I, I get that there are 120 people working to make this all happen, but... The system where it's a ticket still and things are handwritten is dumb. We don't need it anymore. We've yeah, evolved. Not- the whole place should be a touchscreen. <laughs> yeah, it should be like a McDonald's now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and Katz's ice cream machine is always going to be down. And here's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> here's something fun that I did is uh, so you get we we talked uh, previously about the movie uh, when Harry met Sally and uh, Sally fakes an orgasm in Castellicatessen. Um, that was fake. Yeah, yeah. No, she comes. It's fake. Uh, so what I did, I thought this. No, was... they had to throw that chair out. She comes. <laughs> I thought this was silly. Is I I wanted to reenact the scene, and so sure. I I started to pretend to have a fake orga- orgasm. You know, sometimes when you fake cry, you might start to actually cry. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when that happens. Yeah, it's a real bummer. So I had to. I luckily I I brought a change of pants for just such an occasion. <laughs> Hi, John's mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing all sorts of food adventures in this sort of whirlwind last month, but, uh, yeah, we're going to, G- do you guys know Jeepney, the, um, Filipino restaurant? Yeah, I know the I know it, I've never been. We're going there, <laughs> we're going there next week. Um, also, uh, I think I'm going to get a tattoo. This is just turning into my musings, so we can move on to anything else. Yeah, I want to have a longer conversation about that off mic, <laughs> Joe. If you don't get a tattoo before you leave New York City, how will, you'll never how, be able to get one. How will I know that I lived here for 10 years? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the tattoo just said, I lived in New York for 10 years, and it's on his hand to remind him every morning. Honestly? It's an I Heart New York, but it's the new I Heart New York that everyone hates. Oh, yeah. It's oh, I, yeah, it's I New York idea. Heart. I do it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow... 
Well, boys, it's always great to have food adventures. Uh, we'll talk about it on the pod next week, but the boys are going on a food adventure this weekend. Yes. We're going to do a little pizza trip. We're and tomorrow. Tell you all about it. Oh, yeah, we're going to a baseball. Well, that's not really. We're going to a baseball game tomorrow. <laughs> Johnny, uh, if you knew the amount of hot dogs I was going to eat, you would call it an adventure. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, because I don't think I'm going to drink at this one, I have so much more room for hot dogs. Yeah, I'm not, dude, I'm not eating, I'm having breakfast at like 9.30, and then I'm not touching food again until I get to the baseball stadium, yeah. and I am going to pound. I'm going to vomit. Yeah. So you can spend yeah. $100 on hot dogs. I do. Yeah, probably. I do want to have my wits about me this time around for when, when they do uh, the movie trivia in the seventh inning, because that missing that the last time was very frustrating for me. <laughs> what do you mean missing that? You weren't picked by the king. I could have been had I desired it. So you're saying that if you were less drunk, then the king would have picked you for movie. Exactly trip. that, Johnny. That's the way my brain okay, works. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> now, as you're tra- you, sorry, you were saying something in transition, in conversation. Oh, transition. yeah, I don't know. We're going to talk about a movie I've not even, not only not seen, I've not heard about it. Not seen, not heard. I have heard of this movie, but this, in the way, the way that I've heard about this movie is the way that you hear about things when you're looking at your phone during commercials of like an NFL game or something like <laughs> yeah, that, right. that is all. When when that when I when he showed the clip, when I heard the name, I was like, oh, I, I think I remember this movie coming out. And then I saw the clip, and it like the animation style and all that was. Not, I realized I had not seen any visuals from this movie whatsoever. You know, you know the, when you were like this movie was in your periphery was during. The end of the 2021 NBA season, when they probably every third game was plastered wall to wall with Raya the Last Dragon, like, you know, branding. The name of the film is Raya and the Last Dragon. It got a 7.3 on IMDb. I heard it was uh, solid. Rotten Tomatoes gives it, um, you know, you got to wait and you got to Google it. It's first. got Daniel Day Kim in it. And I once went to a wedding and sat next to him, which is pretty cool for me. Really? Yes. When? There's a Daniel Day Kim <laughs> from Lost. <laughs> I didn't put that together. That's really... <laughs> it does. <laughs> His name does sound like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you, you, <laughs> you gotta see the Korean Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys take over for a minute. I need a second. Joey needs a minute. Yeah, uh, 93% yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 97 from the audience. So, yeah, apparently very yeah, good. That's, yeah, that's a, that's good. It's a cartoon. Good. It looks really drawn. <laughs> As most cartoons are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he makes a soup from it. It seems from context clues... That in the film, a lot of the stuff was from a dragon. But the version Babish makes does not use any real dragon. Yeah, which is really disappointing. I feel like he was slipping. Yeah, honestly, a coward move of him <laughs> not to have any dragon. Uh, which does there. fit in the context of the podcast lore. <laughs> right. Uh, and what he ends up making, who wants to give a whirl at pronouncing the name of this soup? This feels like a Joe thing. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Wait, the the movie version or the actual South Southeast Asian? The actual name of the soup that Babish says he's like I uh, deemed that this was, and then he said the name of the soup. Oh, so said, the one from make, the I'm movie is say that. the one from the movie is Kumandra soup, but then right. the one in the description it says he, a, a Thai tom yum. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thai, Thai yeah tom, tom yum, yum gong. Tom yum? 
Tom Yum? Tom Yum Gong, which is, yeah, like spicy, um, spicy shrimp soup. It looks great. I love a Southeast Asian soup. Big I fan. think that flavor profile is so, so good. Fact. It's like lemongrass and ginger, and he uses Thai basil and all kinds of it's some tamarind paste, and then shrimp. It looks great. I goofed. I did not sit next to Daniel Day Kim at a wedding. Who did you sit next was to? Was it a Daniel Day Lewis? <laughs> yeah, it was Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> uh, it was it was B D Wong. <laughs> wow, Joe. Wow, Joe. I'm not happy Oof. about it either. Wow. I saw B D Wong's feet on the subway. So. <laughs> All right, so we've both been to the <laughs> same all, place here. We all have lived our New York adventures, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, because one time I saw Peter Dinklage in a Trader Joe's. Ooh, I've seen Peter Dinklage around one? New York as well. Um, the one from the one from the movies that you know. <laughs> uh, I I had to correct Johnny? myself on <laughs> B D Wong because the person whose wedding it was is a is a coward, and so uh, the. I, I, I couldn't let you the moment have, pass. You would have gotten a savage text. Just <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> I, I never fucking heard of Daniel Day Kim. What's that? Some sort of South Korean Daniel Day Lewis? Anyway. Um, what was I saying? You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. I'm sorry. Um, uh, you were going to talk about shrimp. You were going to talk about flavors that were too I strong. These, I like the, I like these soups. I love these flavor profiles. They're like, like uh, it's they're they're always amazing. I will say a um, a fish based stock, never my favorite. Um, like give give this, an example. Um, I just I I don't know like and like. I don't like this soup. Like, we, uh, or, <laughs> have you ever had a shrimp étouffée? I have not. Okay, it just it can it can get too oceany. Sure, if it's not done. Well, I think I've heard you say this before. I this is ringing a bell. Yeah, it can get just a little if it's not made like this. I don't think would because there are so many other distinct powerful a lot flavors. Going on. Yeah. Um, but a in general, like a shrimp stock or a, a fish stock can get a little. I only bring up fishy for Jimmy. Low tide. For, I bring up a, I bring up a shrimp etouffee only because Amanda just made it and it was fucking outstanding. That did look amazing. Uh, Looked very good. Real good. It's a good roux you make out of that. Anyway, roux. <laughs> John, that's a great new character. Uh, <laughs> horny little boy saying saying the word roux. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, this episode, it's late. We're having a nice time. <laughs> it's uh, so off the rails. I'm still, I'm still stuck in Daniel Day Kim. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is this soup. I made a similar uh, version of this during Whole Thirty because these like uh, most of these are Whole Thirty compliant stuff. So I would do this when I was not able to eat a lot of stuff. I made a really good version of this. Um, that's all I have to say yeah, about that. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it, it's you know. In this one, buy <clears throat> bird's eye chilies. Uh, usually from the birds. Mm. I didn't even get a bird's eye chili. In I've been going to stores. I've been going to human supermarkets like an idiot. No, yeah, I gotta you gotta go buy it from the birds. They sell them. Yeah, they have their own uh, currency and culture. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Oh, did I tell you about the spiciest shishita pepper I ever had in my life? No, but please do. Week? Yeah, please oh, go on. I was at dinner with some friends. Oh no! And, it was out in public. <laughs> yeah, oh. and well, okay. So we had dinner, 
And then uh, it was so it was from friends that were in town. It was really nice to see them. And we're like, what if we just like got another drink here? And so they took all our food away, and we ordered a second round of drinks. Uh, and so we were just going to have drinks, finish those drinks, and leave. Uh, but they had some other friends show up, and they showed up, and it's a restaurant. It's not just like a bar, so they wanted to order something. So they got a thing of shishito peppers. So it is the only thing on the table. And they're like, you know how you sometimes get a spicy one? And everyone's like, oh, yeah. And then so everyone goes around one by one and, like, eats them. And I'm like, that's not going to be that spicy. And I put this pepper in my mouth. And this is my fault. There was one that was yellow, that was bright Those yellow. Those are the ones, usually. I thought that was a myth. I was like, oh, like it's not going to be the yellow one. That's too obvious. And I ate it. And all my food is gone. And it is the spiciest experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I am, I am like trying to play it cool and not like throw up at the table. And all I have is water, which doesn't help. No. That water, nothing disappears faster than that glass of water at a, <laughs> in a spicy and you're moment. And you're trying to get the waiter's attention. Like, <sighs> I need, <sighs> <sighs> Johnny, did you have that? Did you have that? Uh, spicy panic attack where you start oh yeah to, for sure your body really goes into that flight or fight I, I was or like flight i'm like what if i, I throw up at this table yeah <laughs> uh it and also there was bread on the table minutes before and we had sent it all away Ooh, and that's were, what would have helped so who could possibly need this in the next right. five minutes <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have bread forever <laughs> uh it is it's interesting shishito's because there is such a variance like even batch to batch right like most batches have like some spice a little here and there but like we had this happen once uh we were out to dinner with amanda's family friends and her parents and i got shishitos as part of like a restaurant week thing and i was like oh you guys should try them because they're like i don't we don't usually eat peppers and i was like you may you occasionally get a spicy one but even the spicy ones aren't that bad and yeah somehow the two that they got i think they played up a touch because i also got a spicy one from that batch and it was like you know mildly spicy but it it did feel not great to be like, you guys are fine here. You won't get one of the spicy ones. <laughs> yeah. If um if this pepper that I had was a 10, the spiciest shishito I'd ever had up until this point was a 3. And wow. most of the time, they're 1s. Damn. It was insane. <laughs> That's Yeah. It's almost like, it's like someone put in a Thai chili or something out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Yeah. But no shishito slander. We love a shishito otherwise. Oh, they're d- delicious. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, especially with like a little balsamic glaze and maybe some uh, some like blue cheese on them. Oh, big fan. Uh, do we have anything else to say about soup? Soup is good. The end. No, this is a very short app. Yeah. And it was like very to the point. He just makes a soup. Yeah. As one does. And I, and and I was like, great. <laughs> like some weeks you just make a soup, you know? <laughs> More and more are saying this, I've found. Uh-huh. And some weeks, uh, you don't make a soup, which is me, because I, j- I have bags of bones filling up my freezer because I've we've gotten, <laughs> you haven't made any Every stock. time we've gotten rotisserie chickens, I'm like, well, keep the bones. I'll make a stock. And now it's June, <laughs> and I'm not going to make a stock for months. <laughs> Why would I make a stock right Make now? it and freeze it. It's going to be really good. I don't want oh. to go through the process of, of just standing near a stove for four hours. No, you just put yeah. it in a slow cooker. And then, no. and then straight. No. My new favorite thing to do is to go to the effort of actually making the stock, putting it in the freezer, and then forgetting about it for a year and then throwing <laughs> it away. Here's something else you could do: is you ma- you make the stock, but you put it in a little ice tray, put toothpicks in it, and then you got a little a little savory uh, a little treat. savory treat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it, yeah, yeah. Dip it in your tea. Yeah. <laughs> I put a little stock cube in my coffee. You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love keeping things in the freezer for a year, then throwing them away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the container, because at that point, you might as well throw the container away. Well, yeah, well Johnny, Johnny, let's sync up. When you're going to throw away your stock, I'll throw out my bones. It'll be a fun, a fun thing good. for us when to do. P- yeah, when yeah, people yeah. talk about the American way, not enough attention is paid to holding on to something for too long past its use and then and then having a purge moment. Real, yeah, real yeah, big yeah. part of the American way. We'll do that, and then we'll see if Joey just like sits up, and Amanda goes, "What's wrong?" And he says, "I felt a great disturbance." <laughs> like thousands of bones suddenly silenced. <laughs> uh, what do you say, boy? Should we correspond with a coward? Let's do Let's it. Do it. There was a time on this podcast where I would have gone through the effort of singing a song about corresponding with a coward, but no more. That was in our twenties. I'm 48 now. <clears throat> this comes to us from our pal Ian. Remember Ian? Ian. Ian says, uh, dead president wives cooking show podcast email. Something that we all expected to be the title of the email. Mm -hmm. That's a great title. Uh, Hey, Babish boys. Hope y'all are well. Easy question for this week. If y'all were in a cooking competition and had to make a meal for for celebrity guest judges, Ida Saxton, Jackie Onassis, and Mary Todd Lincoln, what would you make? Hold that thought because there's a little more of the email. Gonna look up Ida Saxton. Who was the first? Who was the first one? Ida Saxton. Oh, William McKinley's wife. Oh, we all knew. Wow. He was a big, shame, was a big fat us. guy, right? No, that was Taft. McKinley got shot. He was assassinated. Fat people oh, can get shot too, yeah, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's fair. In terms of defining presidential characteristics, one of William McKinley's was getting shot. <laughs> okay, so we're making food for. Old first for, ladies. For former first ladies who are now long dead. Um, right. And one, So it's William McKinley's wife, Ida Saxton, Jackie Onassis, wife of, of twice shot President JFK, and uh, Mary Todd Lincoln uh, of... Oh, it's all assassinated president's wives. I get it. I'm yeah. very smart. Ian asks, would you play uh, to their no doubt old-timey and disgusting tastes, or would you try and introduce them to new things? Love the pod. Ian, I do not have an iPhone. So... I guess do we start with Ida McKinley? Do we want to put these women in time periods? No, they're 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 a they're a panel. It's all three of them. Yeah, it's a cooking show. Oh, okay. And so Ida McKinley died in 1907, at the age of it looks like what 60. Uh, yeah, let, let's get all their ages so that we know yeah. uh, exactly how this wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys get started. I'll get us all the information. So wait, wait so what is the question? What what, what do you, we would what make? Are you what are we them? making yeah. for them? Are we making something that is of their time, playing to their old no, tastes, or are we making something modern and blowing their minds? Oh, something modern. Have you Def- seen a kid in King Arthur's Court where he makes a Big Mac? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say similar to that tweet uh, where where somebody says that a single uh, Sour Patch Kid would make someone from the 1600s pass out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I w- I don't think I'd make anything. I think I would serve each of them a single Oreo, <laughs> and I would watch their nose bleed. Yeah. Like like from enjoyment. We you know what we would have is we would have three recreations. Of the When Harry Met Sally uh, thing. Yeah. That's what we would yeah, have. Yeah, you're trying to give you know dead what? first ladies real life orgasms. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get them off. You know what I would off. do? <laughs> I would heat up a Stouffer's lasagna, <laughs> and then I would give them a bag of Doritos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it would, like, it would, I don't think, it, I would, I think Jacqueline Onassis would be the hardest one, because she did live until, like, the 80s. 1994, she? she died. Ooh, 94. Oh, no, that's uh, tough. Yeah, she saw Doritos. the creation of the Big Yeah, they Mac. did have that's Doritos. Tough. They did have Doritos. But do you think she ever had a Dorito? 
She definitely had a Dorito. She didn't have a Dorito 3D. I don't know if she ever did have a Dorito because she's yeah, I don't, from I don't like, think she definitely. She definitely she's didn't from, like, have the purple bag. money, isn't she? See what? She got like, isn't the Onassis family that she married into like scary like? Yeah, Illuminati I bet actually. Money? I bet there's a low likelihood that she ever had a Dorito. Yeah, and even if she was aware of the Big Mac, I don't think she would have ever had one. But she definitely predates, I don't mm. know, the Cheesy Gordita Crunch. You know, th- there's a world of that, possibility. Yes. Oh, yeah. I should say the the fancy dinner we went to on Sunday night. <laughs> it was actually little, just Taco Bell. <laughs> well, they had an amuse-bouche. Like, the little th- amuse was homemade Doritos. And oh. it was like a cool, fun concept. But you know what it wasn't as good as? A, a Dorito. Dorito. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right. It's like, why would you try to emulate the thing science Bring out a purple out? bag. Yeah. Um... I mean, to the question, what I actually would make? Yeah, a hundred percent. You have to go uh, modern, and because they are all of these women, I assume were at least a little cultured. So I'm sure they got a kick out of like new flavors and trying new things. Yeah, I mean, Jack, uh, Jackie. I don't. I can't speak to Mary Todd Lincoln because she was also like clinically insane. So yeah, and she was um, a hill person. No, yeah, she's from she's from Kentucky. That's a good point. He's from Lexington. Yeah, and, all, and everyone from Kentucky's a Listen, if you're listening and you're from Kentucky, what kind of service are you on? Fucked. Okay. Is it a raised is it a raised knoll, perhaps? I still <laughs> think a lasagna I mean the Stouffer's was a joke, but I think a lasagna is a really fun answer because it has enough old timey connection, but it's food that they probably are not very familiar with, and you could do a fantastic lasagna. Yeah, that's that's a great yeah. It's a, it's accessible, it's easy to make. And yeah, and two of these women almost certainly never had Italian food. <laughs> I almost certainly never saw an Italian. <laughs> uh, just so you, so you guys are aware, food that was common in the 1800s: uh, corn and beans and pork. So, Great, oh my god, perfect. I would, I would. That's what I'm making. Yeah. Blow her mind. Yeah, I, I, honestly, honestly, I might do, I might do tacos. I was just gonna yeah, say, like a single nacho a would would blow their minds. Yeah. Yeah, because like tacos, you can you can do different different meats, different flavors. Like, come on, Mary Todd and and Ida Saxton McKinley, both like you could blow their minds with something very simple. Jackie yeah. Kennedy, it's interesting because she would have that hoity-toity old Illuminati money like thing to it, where she would have to think she's she would have to play like she's not interested. But you're like, I don't know, uh, Ms. Mrs. You know, Bouvier, Kennedy, Onassis. It is. It's called Baja Blast, and it looks like you're having a good time. You know. Yeah. She no. She would. She's a hundred percent the Paul Hollywood of this entire <laughs> yeah. uh, operation here. Yeah. Um. For sure. And and she's the tough nut to crack. But you don't need. If you got a three person panel, you're always going to disappoint one. So that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my points with Mary Todd and uh, the other one. I forget her name. Uh, uh Ida Saxton. Saxton. We're forget. We're missing. Who we're missing though is uh, James Garfield and his wife. Yeah, she's a lot on the panel too. <laughs> is <laughs> well, I'm just I'm, I'm looking her up. So you guys, you guys, f- fill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This will be important. I bet the payoff for this is going to be. Huge. It's going to be good. <laughs> we can talk um, about the attempted assassinations of Teddy Roosevelt and Ronald Reagan. That is a, that is a fun. That is a fun. Oh, and then for all of them, I'm going to make a death by chocolate cake. Just yeah, as a yeah. real just, nice, just to send them back to the grave. <laughs> yeah, just a real insensitive dessert for all these women of murdered husbands. I'm going to give you both wives of murdered husbands. I'm going to give you both three guesses at 
James Garfield's wife's name? Meredith. No. Um, Palomi. No. Oh, that's a good guess. Uh, Lucinda. Closer. Ooh, um, that's closer. Torrance. <laughs> no, it did start with an L. Lucretia. You looked it up, you fool. Of course I did. <laughs> her, her name is Lucretia? Yeah, I didn't know that that it name sounds existed. sounds like something you put on your face at night to help with zits. Yeah, it's either that or like, uh, you know, boner medication or whatever. Shout, uh, shout out to I all che- of our Lucretia I che- I listeners. Cheated, I cheated at that game of thing we're all familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> Want to end the podcast? Uh, <laughs> If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe. Uh, give us us reviews. If you want to follow us for more content, we're at CapitBab on Twitter. We're getting Fabish on Instagram. If you want to send us emails with your questions, comments, queries, concerns, your weird hypotheticals about murdered presidents' wives, love, love it. Love that a weird hypothetical. Great. Truly, that was very fun. Yeah, um, very fun. Please send those to GabbyWithFabish at gmail.com. Okay, Next week is Cliff Floyd. Bye. Bye.